In today's episode, we'll be discussing The French Dispatch, directed by Wes Anderson, starring Bill Murray as Arthur Howitzer Jr., Owen Wilson as Herb St. Cesaric, Elizabeth Moss as alumna, Jason Schwartzman as Hermie Jones, Fisher Stevens as story editor, Griffin Dunn as legal advisor, Wally Wodarski as cheery writer, Tilda Swinton as J.K.L. Berenson, Benicio de Toro as Moses Rosenthauer, Tony Rivolo as young Moses Rosenthauer, Adrian Brody as, as Julian Cadizio, Leia Sado as Simone, Henry Winkler as Uncle Joe, Bob Balaban as Uncle Nick, Francis McDermott as Lucinda Cremens, Timothy Chalamet as Zafirli, Lana Kudry as Juliet, Alex Lothar as Morissette, Jeffrey Wright as Roebuck Wright, Matthew Almerich as The Commissaire, Stephen Park as Lieutenant Newscafir, Leif Schreiber as talk show host, Edward Norton as The Chauffeur, William Defoe as Albert the Abacus, Christoph Waltz as Paul Duvall, Sorosi Ronan as Principal Showgirl. The movie was released on October 22, 2021 on a budget of $25 million. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Hey Kendrick, we're back. We're doing uh, the French Dispatch, uh, Wes Anderson movie. Um, you know, Wes, if you ever want to come back to Texas and hang around Austin because you're a UT grad, come to the show. Love Is he really? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. I gotta look that up. I didn't realize that yeah, he's man. from Texas. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So, I, I don't know if he's from Texas. Shouldn't he went to UT? Shouldn't be that surprised. Texas yeah. is a big state. Yeah. Fucking. Nobody does ensemble pieces like this man. He could pull the most talented cast in the world and give them each just bit parts. Bit parts. And it, I I mean, mean, you got William Defoe in it yeah. for literally like a minute total screen time yeah, throughout the whole exactly. movie. And he and he steals the scene. He I was mean, born in Houston, Texas. Oh well, good. Yeah. yeah, he went to UT too. He was born in 1969. Yeah. Good deal, man. Yeah. He's, yeah, if, if man, if you want to come back and just give back to the community here. <laughs> We're the community in this yeah, one, champ. Exactly. We, we like your movies. They're good. They're real good. Yeah. yeah. My love for him started with uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was my brother's 18th birthday. Uh-huh. Or 17th or 18th. I don't remember which. Okay. But I wanted to take him to his first rated R movie in theaters. Right, right. Right. And the only one that was really showing was the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. I had seen... Some Wes Anderson work before, but never like through all the way. Right. That was like the beginning of my budding of like true cinema love. Okay. And so I told him, I was like, well, let's go see this. And he goes, no, it looks stupid. I'm like, let's just give it a shot. I think it's going to be pretty good just from watching the trailer. I saw the cast list. I'm like, this is going to be great. Right. Fucking loved. We both loved every second of that movie. I think with the exception of like two of his early movies, I've seen all of his. Right. Uh, Mine was the Royal Tannenbaums. Yes, that was it. I was like, man, I, I don't know what it's about this movie, but I love. I mean, I knew what the movie was about, but I mean, I don't didn't know what it, what it was. It drew, drew me to this movie, right? But it was great. I mean, you had all these people, this cast that were just su- meet superstars, right? Just superstars, and they were all playing these roles that were just kind of, eh, you know, 
middle of the road bit parts right, and, yeah. and stuff like that. It was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he, they're doing it so well. It's put together so well. The story is, uh, the many stories that are within his stories are the things that get me. That right. Him and, like I said, Guy Ritchie uh, are two of my favorites. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think I've seen a Guy Ritchie movie that I don't like. Yeah, his ensembles um, are yeah, fucking next They're level. amazing. And they put them together. The stories are written so well. They piece them together well. Now, this one was a little jumbled to me. Right. But by 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 even by that, the performances drew some things together. Right. I mean, you have so many. And of course, Bill Murray's a constant. He's he's in every Wes Anderson <laughs> yes. movie. So the first I love it. The actual first one I ever saw, but don't didn't realize it was Wes Anderson was Rushmore. Okay, yeah. I've seen yeah, the Royal Tenenbaums. I have not seen the Life Aquatic of Steve Zezu. Yeah, it's good. I have not seen the Darjeeling Limited. I've never even heard of that. Never seen that either. Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's like one of my yes. great shames is I've never it's watched that all... movie. You've... Oh, I know. Man, you I, I've heard it. nothing but great things. Have about you seen Isle of Dogs? Not yet either. Oh, I own it. Yeah. I, I think it's in there somewhere. Check them out, man. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, I've seen bits of it. Uh-huh. That's the movie I kind of watched before. Right, okay. And then Grand Budapest was the one that just fucking drew me in and like right. that's the one that really caught my attention because of the way he always centers his camera like uh-huh. i love the way he films the way he directs like everything is just so long, manic but controlled yeah. this in this long shot of so many things going on at one time yes it's just so great and you have to really you have to pay attention yeah. to the things that are going this is, on this is hit all his movies are multiple viewings because right. you always see something new out of the corner of your eye yeah and the way this one began with the dude walking up the stairs, yes. and he, like every time he walked up a stair, he shifted somewhere else in the building. Yeah, I was, I was like, yep, that's that's him. Here we go. This is Wes Anderson <laughs> is best. Do? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, seeing the cast. I mean, like we said, Jeffrey Wright was in it. Um, you had uh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Uh, you had Willem Dafoe. You had. Uh, Jesus, I, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. You got uh, Bill Murray, like we talked about. Right. You have. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You got uh, Lea uh, Sedu. Yes. You have um, Adrian Brody. Yeah. You. I mean, everything is stacked, stacked. moment to moment. Yeah. I mean, even the uh, the cop. I forget his name. I'd seen him in Quantum of Solace. He was the bad guy in Quantum of Solace, and oh. that's probably the first time I've seen him. Since Quantum of Solace, yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah. shit, there's that guy." There's that guy, right? Yeah. I mean, every so it's broken down into three parts, right? And each little segment has just uh, Timothy Chalamet, yeah, right. Uh, you have freaking uh, the Benicio del Toro Adrian Brody one was probably one of my favorite stories. That was that was the first one. Timothy so Chalamet shared the screen with uh, Lady from Fargo. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We should have got wow. some sleep before this because yeah, no we're just man. fucking we're this up left this up. and right. I got it. I'm Golly. looking at the cast list right now. Oh, man. Uh, it wasn't. No. Oh, so, okay. Here you go. You got Elizabeth Moss. And she yeah. has a super bit part, right? Right. It, it, which is crazy to me. You haven't seen her in The Invisible Man. Yeah. My locked under immediately. I was like, oh, sweet. Oh, Hopefully yeah. she's a big part so, of this. Francis McDermott. Yeah, yeah. Francis McDermott. Yeah. So big ones are like Tilda Swinton, Benicio de Toro, Adrian Brody, Lea Sadu, uh, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Jeffrey Wright, Stephen Park, freaking Leif Schreiber. Yeah, 
William Schreiber was William Defoe. Really and he had like a really big part. Like <laughs> really the way these stories were structured, part. you really have to focus in, right? Yeah. So I fucked up. I went and saw this movie as a, uh, my double feature, right? Okay, yeah. I saw it late. I had a long week at work, was working stupid hours, and yeah. I should not have gone to see this because I had to get up like three hours after I got home to go back into work because I got called in. Yeah. So oh, wow. I didn't get out of the theater till like one thirty in the morning. Oh, I, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, it, it was not fun for yeah. me. But I was watching it, and I'm like, I know I should be more hyper-focused on this, but I'm losing it here. And yeah. like, I was enjoying it, but I'm really looking forward to watching it when I'm fully awake. Yeah, because he, no. you, you need your undivided attention. You do, and, and need to be able to say, okay, you know what? Uh, even if you watch it and... You watch the stories because there are a series of small or short stories. Yeah, like basically. I said, it's three, it's three yeah. short stories. And the main through line of this movie is Bill Murray owns yes. his magazine. It these is are all the writers. French Dispatch. Right. Yeah, he brings all these, you know, European stories to uh, Kansas. That's pretty right. much the whole premise of the movie. Right. But he dies. So they're putting together the final masterpiece, right? Exactly. His final paper before they shut everything down. And these are the three stories they focus on. Right. And it takes place throughout different periods in time. Like, yeah. There's no real, sh- like maybe no. I just wasn't paying attention. There's, enough, no, but real there's real structure point. to this. Yeah. yeah. There's no real structure. So to it's that. it's a little disorienting at first. So like having uh-huh. watched the Grand Budapest and his other stuff, it's like okay, he has through lines. Yes. This one was up and down, Ooh, left and right, and you're just like shake, yeah. like what the fuck? Even the filming styles of each one. Yeah. The, I mean, okay, not the filming styles. The way the the styles are structured. Yes. Or a little differently. Like, he still does the center. He still does all the amazing things he's known for. Yeah. But they're set differently, right? Yes. So, like, uh, the Benicio del Toro, the artist one, like, that was one of my favorites. Because the whole time you're hearing his story, you have Tilda Swinton presenting Presenting his his, masterpiece at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. And one of my favorite scenes from the whole movie was when she's going through the slideshow. Mm -hmm. And she stops, and it's a nude portrait of or picture of somebody standing there and she goes, oh shit, oh, shit that's me. me. Like, yeah, we're going to exactly. take a quick break real quick. And she just takes a fucking douse of alcohol, right? It's funny. Okay. And back to the presentation. I was like, what right. the fuck is going on it's here? Like, man, oh man. So you, I'm used to nudity in movies, right? Right. This one caught me off guard with it the amount really, of nudity in it. It really kind of did. Because I mean, that's something that's not a real big signature of Wes Anderson? Yes. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I mean, he has some he stuff has some, Grand Budapest and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but it's But it's still like whew. Okay. Yeah, there was there was a lot of topics in this. Yeah, there was some tits. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of tits in this movie. Some just like, whoa. Full, full frontal. Yep. I mean, it was it was wild. They didn't skip anything in no, this they one. Didn't. Like uh freaking Leia Sado, the first time you see her, she's posing she's, for Benicio del Toro's artist yes. and she's fully nude. Yeah. And then you see her in multiple different shots posing, posing. Yeah. butt naked and you're just like what the fuck did okay. I come to watch? Yeah, like, what is going on here, man? What the hell? But you know, that being said, you know, you have these wonderful. I mean, like we said, Timothy Chalamet. Yep. He his performance in this. This guy's this guy is a star. Yeah. He is. He is. Uh, Between know, this and Dune, Hollywood's yeah. new darling. I think he's going to be. Yeah. But he's a star. He does deliver his performances. Yeah. On screen. Uh, and you know, I think Jeffrey Wright's. Uh, <laughs> yeah that was my fa- oh, second favorite story yeah his story you know his voice his cadence the way he acts in a superior hairpiece uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the kind of poofy little yeah, receding hairline fro he got crazy, going on man. that was great the way he, he went through his story was amazing too i mean it you know yeah they they delivered 
uh, you almost couldn't get a bad uh, delivery performance, yeah. performance yep. from these guys because I mean they're such great actors in their own right. But his direction, uh, the writing of this movie, like we said, it's a little choppy at right. times. You well, know, it, but it feels still, choppy, but that's the yeah. purpose, I think, because it's short stories built right. in one through. Like, the weirdest one to me was the first, it was like a mini story. It wasn't even part of the big three. It was Owen Wilson riding through yeah. the town on his bicycle, <laughs> showing what the town was in the past and what it is in the present. And you're exactly. like, okay, what the fuck is the purpose of this, right? Yeah. If you go into this expecting a normal structure of a movie you're gonna be fucked it's yes, not what it is you gotta go in with the structure of a magazine yeah. he translated the structure of a magazine into a movie right doesn't necessarily work for me but if anybody was to pull it off it was him yeah and i don't think anybody will ever do what he kind of did with this some of the storyline for this is that he this is an homage to the new yorker yeah from him so i mean it's like okay you know, I can see some of that, you know, because, you know, magazine that has an editor that really doesn't yeah. <laughs> monitor what his people. Yeah, I love that. What does he keep saying? Uh, you, you Just make sure that you, you pretend you wrote it or something yeah. like that. It, it, you write it as if you wrote it on purpose. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was funny. <laughs> That's funny. Bill Murray is always classic. Dude, man. he is. I'm amazed he's still. He is up done, there yeah. in age and he's fucking done. killing Like anytime Bill Murray's on screen, you're just like, all right. Mm-hmm. What am I in for now? You just, know, you know, and I think that that adds to the longevity of his life. Right. I mean, you know, he just seems like he has fun. Yeah, he does. Period. Well, <laughs> he he brings such a dry humor to things. Yeah. Even as you know, when he was a younger man, all his oh, movies yeah. he has that dry, witty humor. Yes. They're just like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. Damn, he just called that person a bitch, and they have no they idea. Have no just idea. keep on trucking, exactly. right? Like, I love that. This is some of my favorite type of humor, man. Yeah. Good, good, good job with this though. Yeah, uh, you know, it has to be difficult. I mean, even you know, we've pointed out all the positives of having a nice ensemble cast, right? But it has to be kind of difficult at times to balance to balance all that, right? You know, because every you know, one of those actors could be could mainline actors. Yeah, period. exactly. And yeah. I think that's what works for him is because he has all these mainline actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, who in the fuck doesn't know Owen Wilson? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't know of Adrian Brody? Who doesn't yes. know of Benicio Del Toro, right? right? Every single one. William Defoe. You use mm-hmm. him such a small bit part. Yeah. Every one of those could carry a movie, but I think that's why he brings these ensemble casts, so no one individual has, has to carry to the carry movie, movie, and they can just have fun doing it and exactly. follow his... I think he does kind of like how Nolan does. Very direct direction, right? Like, yeah. Very little wiggle room with him, okay. probably. Yeah, uh, it's that. kind of, that's, I that's what I've seen. Yeah. You know? Um... So I think that's why his ensemble cast works so well with all these headliners. Right. Because no one individual has to carry the whole movie. Right. You know, I mean, with some of his older stuff, yeah. Like Grand Budapest had roughness the pretty much the whole thing through it. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I love how all his actors have been in all his movies with him. I do too. No matter how big I or how like small. It, right. It's good stuff. He just, he fucking, he got this witty sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And the joke, it's not like always... Ha ha humor. It's like, if, <laughs> what did they just say? It's like, very irreverent yeah. at times. You know, it's like, you, you know, this is being delivered so dryly, but it's so funny. Right. That you just go, <laughs> it's I, cerebral humor is what he does. I love how he always tries to do modern puppet shows almost, right? Yeah. So the, the sets move with the people sometimes. Right. It's very stationary or when they're moving, it looks like the best one that caught me off guard was the Jeffrey Wright story, right? Uh-huh. Where they're doing the the police chase scene. 
Yeah. And it turns into an animated movie, yes, but it exactly. still keeps Wes Anderson's style. Yeah. I was like, oh, I would like, love to watch awesome. a fully animated Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson movie. movie. Not a claymation one. <laughs> no. Fully, fully animated. animated. Yeah, yes. That would be crazy. Because the shit he could have drawn oh into the backgrounds oh would be priceless. Oh, man. Yeah, I always like his cutaway style, you know, uh, so he can keep one continuous shot. Yeah. It going through the whole scene, mm-hmm. you know, and every room's cut away. You can see what's going on here. Oh, this person's doing this. And like the scene where everybody dies <laughs> after you get, after they get poisoned and you see, okay, this group, oh yeah, they were sitting at the table and they died. Yep. Yeah. He's going up the steps. Oh, he died. Yep. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of different yeah, things Yeah. It's going like on, the so. old TV show sets where yes. everything's cut in half and you can see uh-huh. right into it and it just flows up. Right. Yeah. I love like I love his style. It's so yeah. it's unique. Not many mm-hmm. people, well, pretty much nobody does that type of thing. Yeah, like, that's exactly. his signature, and right. nobody can broach it like he can. No, and they think he uses part of his storytelling to make it the most effective. I mean, imagine seeing this movie or Grand Budapest directed by fucking Josh Whedon or yeah, you know Michael no. Bay or something like that. None, it, none, of, none of this would work. work. It none just wouldn't work. You know, it, nobody it can not. make dry, witty humor movies like he can. Exactly, and the fact that you can make. Benicio del Toro, intimidating yet hilarious at the same time when he's growling yeah. at people, <laughs> fucking priceless. He's chasing him <laughs> on a wheelchair, <laughs> wheelchair, a continuous shot, just fucking wheeling around oh, the whole party. Grr. Yeah, <laughs> that was so hilarious. Uh, oh, Adrian Brody was just flinging shit at him yeah. the whole time. <laughs> just stop, it's leave like- me alone. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was comical. Each story had its own highlights, right? Yeah. This this the middle one for me was probably the one that I just couldn't get that into. Right, right. It was I didn't. He did a lot of black and white in this movie, right? Yes. It worked for the painter. Yeah. And then it would cut sometimes in that to color, to color, right? Which, which I, I I appreciated that. Right. And then the middle one was a majority in black and white, mm-hmm. right? And then. Flash to color when they were all wearing the same suit. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. I'm like, why not just do this whole one in color? And then the right. third one was completely Black, in color and they had yeah. the it had the animated section mm-hmm. too. Right. So I'm just like, what the fuck are we like? Is it because newsprint is in black and white and there's like little sections of color? Is that I why think, we're doing this? I think some of that was was it because you have um you know the the print, like you said, the print is yeah. in black and white, and then right. you have me have a picture that says, "Okay," gives one little blurb about what this article's about, right? And then comes back to you know what the meat of it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you hit it on the head. Yeah, I like how when Frances McDormand turns in her story. Oh yeah. He just sits and reads it like he doesn't give her any criticism, yeah. nothing. The other two he gave criticism, criticism to her, yeah. but hers he's like, nope, nope. Okay, here we go. Perfect. Yep. And I always love that one guy that's always in the background reading a book and just fucking eating and all like the the studio portion where they're in the, the newspaper printing area. Right. He's just sitting back there fucking eating and he, apparently he'd been employed there for 30 years and yeah. never wrote a word down. Nothing. I was like, man, fucking cush job just blending yes. in with your background right there. <laughs> it's like one of those people that you don't realize they're there, but when they're gone, you're like, where's he at? Where'd he go? Right. Hmm. It's it's this is one of those movies that's hard to talk about because you could pick it apart for oh yeah you could all the minute stuff right yeah but not having a solid through line story and just having these little segments right it's kind of hard to like really dissect it the way we normally would right and I think it gives it a freedom uh, 
in the movie itself, mm-hmm. him a freedom to say, okay, yeah, you can make some mistakes in this, and, but because it comes back to what it's you know centralized about and everything, you you that through line and the again the great performances, you go, yeah, it's okay, right? Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, it was an enjoyable yeah, film, exactly. but I I think he's at his best when he does these heartfelt stories from yeah. beginning to end with the little razzle dazzle thrown in there that are the side stories, right? That all interconnect at points. Yeah, I think that was. Uh, you know, that's I think that's why Royal Tannenbaums is one of my favorites. Right. Because it's always, you know, you see Royal grow a little bit and then he regresses. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, you know, you go, okay. But the kids go, you know what? I'm going to love him and we're going to grow mm-hmm. as ourselves anyway. Right. And the, one of the best scenes is when, you know, uh, you got Ben Stiller and his kids who are just always have been, you know, standing attention basically, right? Having a great time, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I, the one thing I did like about this movie a lot is it makes you just like really appreciate Wes Anderson in general yeah. and make you want to go watch his other works. Because like yeah. immediately after I watched it, I was like, damn, I really want to watch Grand Budapest or Fantastic Mr. Fox or Isle of Dogs, that, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to, yeah, watch those two. Right. Those, they're good. Just he's a fantastic director in general, yeah. and I gotta say the the fucking hair pieces and the, oh the Timothy Chalamet's hair, yeah. cracked me up to no yeah, end. Crazy. Right, it looked like somebody electrocuted him yeah. through the yeah. whole thing, and his little so. his little pubescent <laughs> mustache he had going on, yeah. freaking awesome, man. Oh, man. The, the, so that's like just the best part about Wes Anderson is he builds up these grand epic things, and then just cuts it out from underneath you and you're just like whoa like he's built up to you know go rule the world be this amazing leader rebel yeah. and then fucking oh he died in the river yeah, like exactly. wait what that's it like that next day yeah, he died it. in the river he's like dead. son of a bitch yeah. he kept shallow kept going you know i'm not comfortable with my new muscles <laughs> like, what, what new muscles you, dude talking about Your toothpick <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, when Francis McDormand came in and he was in the bathtub mm-hmm. and he ran to go give her his manifesto, but he was like covering his junk butt yeah. naked like like a little kid running out of the bathtub. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was good. Yeah, there's some there's some funny shit in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I need to watch it again when I'm like wide awake mm-hmm. and not fucking trying to keep awake because it's, it's hard to keep yourself awake. While trying to pay absolute attention to what's going on in this movie, right? Yeah, I think you know these his types of movies are borderline give you that borderline artsy humor. Yeah, you know it's 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 a it thinking man's so comedy. Exactly. Yeah, it is really. You have to look like oh god. Like I said, <laughs> if really you're going in that. with the mindset that this is going to just crack <laughs> you up the whole time and just be one of those. Ha ha ha! Wedding Crashers type movies, right? Well, okay, I'm showing we're showing a little age with that Wedding Crashers right. back in the day a little bit. Uh, so you know, it's not that movie. It's not. It's the witty, dry humor that you kind of have to go into with the open mind. Like, okay, who are they making fun of? How are they making fun of it? Let me just pick this apart. Guess sneeze. <coughs> Good. I think so. We'll see. <laughs> no, it's. it's- it's allergy season down here. So. Yeah. If you like those kind of movies, this is the movie for you. If you want just pure outrageous funny, this ain't yeah, it. Yeah, this isn't it. This isn't it. I mean, and, you know, actually, like you said, it flows through all the rest of his works. Yeah. If you just want to go into a movie and just 
ha ha belly laugh whatever right you, these aren't the ones for you no but not at all. if you're thinking about it you you want to really intently not you don't have to intently intently watch a movie but it's fun to watch these movies yep and think about it it's yep. like oh okay and yeah. like I said, it, it, you can watch it multiple times and something new will draw your eye. Yes. Almost every time. I agree. So, yeah, this is going to be one of the shorter ones, yeah. I think, for us. Cause yeah, because, I mean, the nature so of the movie is, is that way. Yeah. So what was your favorite part of all three of the parts? I will have to say I like Jeffrey's. Jeffrey Wright's? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot, but the artist one, like, that was the one I was yeah. most intrigued with. Right. Because like Tilda Swinton's presentation leading up to it and everything like, jumping yeah. in, I was like, like that was the part where my brain had to readjust. Right, so right. that gave me the biggest <laughs> challenge. And then I definitely love Jeffrey Wright's one because yeah. the animated sequence within itself was just yeah fucking hilarious. And the, like I said, the storytelling, him being him uh, narrating it and things like that, I, it's just bar none. Right, great for me, man. It's kind of sad this movie doesn't. His movies don't get like wider, more. You know, uh, advertise stuff because he's really yeah. fucking solid. Like, yeah, yeah. I've never seen a movie of his that I didn't like. So. Exactly. I mean, this is you know, it's one of those that probably will not do great in the theater, but it'll do well on streaming. But do this week. It was in select theaters two weeks leading up to this one to the right. wide release. When I went to my showing, I was the only person in the theater. Oh wow! Up yeah. until five minutes into the movie, and then two people show. I don't know what the fuck right. it is with me going to the movie and having the theater myself, <laughs> and then five to ten minutes in, two people always show up. I'm like, why well, y'all got to come in here and fucking ruin my fun? Yeah. Like, I'm already like just to start fucking belly laughing and shit in this movie, but now there's two other people in here, so I'm just like, ha ha ha, like because I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to distract them. They're gonna think I'm fucking crazy because I'm the only hey, one that's man, understanding was, it. You still gotta laugh. Still, there, laugh. I beat you. I I won't lie. I fucking belly laughed. When he like started wheeling around on that yeah. wheelchair, like that <laughs> that, that caught me so off guard. Man. That was great. <laughs> Growling, don't you growl at me. <laughs> oh man, I love when Adrian Brody does like those semi bad guy roles. They yeah. crack me up to no end. Yeah, I wish he would do more movies. I, he's not enough. He's not, you know, in the limelight enough anymore because he's fantastic. Yeah, he is fantastic. I think you know. You get to a certain point, and this is what I think he's gotten to, is you just pick and choose your shots. Right. You know, say, hey, uh, I'm not sure if he's, you know, got kids or whatever. So I'm not entirely certain, but I, I do know I like when he shows up on screen because it's always entertaining at the least. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right. If you had to score this on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give this one? I'm giving this a 7-6. Yeah? Yeah, That's I felt I felt about like a 7-5. Like, it was good. Not his best work, in my opinion. Right. But it was right. it was enjoyable. And, like, it's sitting, like, a 73% of Rotten Tomatoes. So this yeah. is, like, one of those few times that we actually agree with critics. Like, yeah, 73 and 81, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty... It's, it's an enjoyable, enjoyable film. It's great. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's good time. Just wish I was more awake to have enjoyed it properly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should no have. Doubt, I should have went... Because I had two options. It was either go see that or Soho. And I okay. chose that one, but I should have chose Soho while I was kind of like, Soho's not a movie you really truly need to pay attention to, to the degree, yeah, well, to the degree you have to do with Wes Anderson stuff. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Because, I mean, there was a lot of, we'll get into this in the, uh, the Soho review, yeah. review, but there was a lot of exposition that was like, okay, you didn't need all that. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Okie doke. Anything else on this one, champ? No, sir. All right. Until next time. Peace. I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening. <laughs>